哎，好。哎呀Apologies for the technical difficulties this morning, man. What is going on, people? We had to took some uh, jump ropes and and duct tape and、uh, and several other things, but we are now grooving and moving on the air this morning. Welcome to Wake Up Five Hundred Two Big X Sports Radio. Rashawn Myers, Joe Kelly, taking care of your ninety six point one FM Big X Sports Radio. Joe, can you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> Save the day. <laughs> yeah. That- hey, man. Look, I'm still. If you got to have a bye week, I can't ask for a better Friday evening than hanging out with my friends. <laughs> At Ghostbusters. Yes, yes, and and any and I, I know maybe our older audience. I, I don't know about the younger audience, but the older audience that says, you know what? I know that song. I know that song from somewhere, but I don't know where I know it from. Yes, that's from Ghostbusters. Hey man, I I, I tapped you on the shoulder and was like, play that as our intro. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, come on now. It's it's funny leading up up to the show. Uh, I was I, I did a I I did my thing, man. Followed down a rabbit hole of of music. No,、oh, yeah. the second the sequel to Ghostbusters was so entertaining, and they were hitting all cylinders of eighties cachet.、Oh, they even、funny. had my man Bobby Brown doing the 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 lead single of Ghostbusters too. Oh yeah, too hot to handle, too cold to hold. They call the Ghostbusters and they in control, <laughs> right? That's classic, right?、Man. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's classic. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> Bro, Harold Ramis was just sitting back, going, "Okay, sure, <laughs> why not?" Acroid, Dan Acroid was saying, "These checks, they clear." Absolutely, <laughs> the, the total opposite of of his character in the movies. Dan Aykroyd was counting that money. Oh, you better good on、it. them. Come on now,、yeah. good on them. Got, got to the the only good that we got out of out of the Chris Mack tenure was we did get Bill Murray on campus. You know, like that that was yeah. I, I and unfortunately, I I wish that. 
that whole thing would have been better because it would have been cool to have Bill Murray become like, you know, the lead cardinal guy on the on the side Dude, or something. You know, I, I I know you got this talking to. This is this is a peek behind the curtain for uh, for the listeners. Man, <laughs> when Bill Murray showed up and was bartending for local media in the media room, they all approached us and said, "Hey, man, Bill's a really cool dude. Uh, he's incredibly chill." Just don't ever mention Ghostbusters. <laughs> that was the only rule with Bill Murray. <laughs> you could literally talk about anything with that man other than Ghostbusters. But if you mention that, uh, it's going to hit the fan, and he's not coming back, and don't be that guy. Yeah. So I drank, I drank Old Forester with him one evening and talked about the life aquatic with Steve Zissou. <laughs> I would have been like, you love you, Uncle Bill. You, you, you know, I, I would have asked, uh, what, "What about what is it? What about is it? What about Bill? What about Ron? You remember that one?" Yes. Where, where he what was, about Bob? Bob? What about Bob? What about Bob? Yes, thank you. What I'm about Bob? sailing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sailing. Yeah, man. Him and Richard Dreyfus. You know what I'm saying? Oh man, that's that's one of my favorites. One of my favorites, absolutely. I mean, I like because you know, young kids. It's funny because you know when you see Bill Murray on the screen and you tell kids that's, that's Bill Murray, the younger generation. I don't necessarily think they understand how humongous Bill Murray was. You know, as a as a character in the '80s and '90s. You know what I mean? Like, hey man, I I took it as a total compliment last night when you were like, hey man, in our crew, you're the bankman. You're Absolutely. you're totally Pete, and I was like, "Thank you." That's all I've been doing my entire life is trying to get somebody to say, <laughs> "Yeah, you're like a Dollar General, Bill Murray." <laughs> I gave you I, like like oh no, it's it's absolutely. I'm like no, that's that's you. That's absolutely you, <laughs> dude. Well, did you see? I, I hope you hey, saw the, the show poster for today for all of our fun and excitement here at ninety six point one, as well as twenty first in Germantown. Did you did you notice the picture I snapshot I put it? I, I I I did, man. I was looking. I was dapper that night, and <laughs> and for the listeners, so y'all understand this. I was coming from the track. That's my track jacket. Um, that's that's my betting ponies jacket. <laughs> and yeah, you know, sometimes you got to come out and drink a bush light in a martini glass. <laughs> we do it for the people absolutely so you know I, I figured that would be a good one for today since I knew that uh, Haven Harrington is, uh, is off on assignment running around here uh, s- uh, spreading the truth of all the good things that Charles Booker is doing uh, in the state of Kentucky they have him uh, I don't know in some some ho- ho- hill and holler in, in eastern Kentucky or western Kentucky or southern Kentucky somewhere so you know he's out running around doing his thing uh, you know, for the campaign. So he's not a, able to join us this morning. So I knew with it just being me and you, I figured we could uh, have a couple cameo headshots. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, for plus, the, for the poster. Plus, plus, we got a bye week. Yes. You know, this is, this is, 
Yeah, no if, news is good news, if, right? If, if we were going to have some technical difficulties and be a little crazy this morning, this was definitely a good week to do it because there's definitely not as much happening. So, you know, we, we can ha- have a little space, a little room to give. So I, I'm okay with it. This is hey, good but, to go. But, and and to, to everybody who, who tunes in and listens to us BS and nonsense, if, if you can't make it up to uh, 21 later, you should, but if you can't, this evening, ah, main event sports, we don't stop. We don't quit. Oh, no. I'll be, uh, I'll be keeping time tonight at the uh, boxing match at the convention center. So come out and say what's up there. There you go. Absolutely. I mean, we, you know, we, we are always, our tentacles are wrapped around and just, uh, just protruding all over the city into any 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 and every event that's happening, and y'all know we love our combat sports. So yeah, absolutely, come out. And, and if you all able are yeah. able to come out to Twenty First in Germantown, of course that show gets going here, four p.m. fourteen eighty one South. Uh, Shelby Street. Uh, we'll be out there talking a whole lot of uh, college. I mean, it's a great day of college football. We just won't be talking much Louisville football. I may ask Joe's thoughts on a few things with that, but it's going to be a lot of basketball. Like that, that's kind of um, where I want to go when as we get rolling for hour number two. But before we do, we got about nine minutes, and I think that's apropos of what we saw out there last week. Um, of course, we did not have a show last week. I was uh, on vacation uh, with the with the kiddos. Uh, they had fall break, so I wanted to get out there and spend a little time because got got to spend time with the family, Joe. You know, got you know, I, I love Louisville athletics, but you know, when the family says, you know, Dad, I got time. What can we do? I'm gonna make it happen. But uh, you know, Louisville, uh, they went up to Charlottesville. They got it done. Of course, Malik Cunningham did not play. Um, Brock Doman was able to come in in his stead uh, and get the win uh, after a, an inauspicious beginning. They got down ten nothing, a, a fortuitous uh, fumble, um, uh, you know, led the way to a comeback. Um, and of course, uh, Louisville ultimately gets it done on the road after going down ten nothing. They basically um, outscored Virginia thirty four seven the rest of the way. Um, does this encourage you? Does this um, not really change anything? Uh, and is there a quarterback controversy is what I want to ask you. Uh, no, 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 and no. <laughs> um, okay. I mean, seriously, it doesn't change. It, realistically, it doesn't change anything. Um, this is more, I think it says more about this is the coach that we have. He wins the games he's supposed to. Sometimes he loses games he should win. But but we don't get the upset, you know? Yeah. Um, I get that we're always going to be underdogs as long as he's he's our coach. Uh, that's That's the, I don't know, that's the vibe that I read. But it doesn't change the damn thing. And the worst thing that can happen is, okay, we got a black quarterback who, for all intents and and purposes, look, man, 
it doesn't matter how you feel about the kid. Malik is going to leave U of L with every freaking record that a quarterback could hold. Yeah, I agree with that. The worst, the worst thing that can happen though is when you have a a quarterback like that who who has got personal statistics and 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 noteworthy achievements. The absolute nightmare scenario is do not get injured and let a true second-string white QB come in, (laughs) and God forbid if they win a game. Because then you're going to get the chatter. And look, Malik, I'm sorry that you're going through this. I saw the the picture in the student activity center. It said, you know, or the the dry erase board. I don't know if you caught that picture. No. Students were putting up Malik or Brock next week. Man, if y'all don't sit the hell down. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, man. The worst thing that can happen when you have a successful black quarterback, if he goes, if he's out for a day, don't let the white boy backup come in, man, because they will be chirping for your job. We've seen this. Yeah, we saw Lamar Jackson go through it. Well, if I- Lamar's not not exempt, Malik. Good luck to you, my friend. Well, and and the and the one thing about it is, you know, Brock does own the 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 best win this year thus far. I mean, I know that that Virginia is terrible, but he did get the only Power Five victory that Louisville has this year. That both of Malik's wins uh, came against Group of Five teams. Now, granted, I believe that UCF is a better football team um, than uh, sure. Virginia, but but but. See, but but you're actually diagnosing things. Yeah. I'm talking about the terror of of the eyeball test. Yeah. What do fans do? And you know, man, I will always go back to what Seth Greenberg told me. Yes, sir. Fan is short for fanatic. Yeah, no. Fans are supposed to be irrational. Absolutely. They're supposed to be crazy. That's their job. You know, like if you're not, if you don't have literal skin in the game and it's all about, you're asking me to invest my time, my money, just like you said, Hey man, we took a bye week last week because you had family stuff to do. When you ask fanatics to take time away from their family, don't give them anything for the eyeball test <laughs> and a and and a white backup man i say this as a white man it's the great white hope <laughs> everybody sees that and goes and if we had a couple more brocks on this roster i swear to god 
<laughs> and you know what's funny about that? Because, of course, I did sit in for Mike Rutherford on the Mike Rutherford show earlier this week. Uh, they called it. They called in the reliever. Mike couldn't make it in on Tuesday. And um, Tuesday was the last day of my, my vacation. And uh, so I had a little bit of time. I was like, Dugan, you know what? Dugan Ryan, uh, you know, everything that he's done for me here at Big X Sports Radio. I was like, Dugan, I got you. I'm coming in. Me and uh, myself and Trevor Kelsey were in here chopping it up. And I literally was one of the ones that said I thought there was a quarterback controversy. I said that, you know, I thought that Brock should start the next game versus Pittsburgh. And I'm going to tell you why I picked that side of it. First of all, I, I said that knowing and understanding that Malik is clearly the better quarterback. He's clearly the more talented quarterback. My assessment of what I saw um, last Saturday had nothing to do with the fact that I thought that you know Malik had had a had a better opportunity and gives Louisville the best chance to win games. Let me tell you why I thought Brock Doman uh, deserved to get the start versus Pittsburgh. In my personal opinion, Joe, my biggest really? issue with Malik is not with Malik himself, but when I look and I have watched yep. this team play this year. I'm going to keep it real with you, Joe. I don't know if his team really likes him that much right now. What I saw of the body language of the players, if you really go back and you watch the last couple of games, anytime Malik scored the touchdown, you didn't see 10, 11 guys going over there to celebrate him when he made something big. You saw, you, you saw one or two guys yeah. come tap him on the head. Everybody else is walking to the huddle. But you know what I saw out there this past Saturday, Joe? Brock Doman make a great pass. Eleven dudes. Eleven celebrating. men celebrating. What'd you see out there when Brock Doman needed to have a solid hey, pocket man. to go out there and make things happen? Everybody busting their asses. And let me tell you something. Hey, hey man, hold up, hold up. Let yes. me just Yes, sir, go you ahead. There. You remember a couple of weeks ago when I told you this is a sign of either the coaching staff and the players around. Or it's a bad sign about the love or lack thereof for Malik. Yeah. When 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 he got there was a roughing the passer called didn't get called. None of his O O line went to fight. Yeah. That that is terrifying. Oh. Like your O line that those are five dudes with one job. Protect your man. Hey, look, let me tell you something, Joe. The uh, the job that the offensive bl- line did versus Boston College, who does not have a well-to-do Ballyhooed defensive line, they absolutely got whooped by BC's defensive line. Terrible run blocking, terrible pass blocking. Malik got you know was getting chased around all day. Let me tell you something. I saw a much better effort. A you know, one of the best blocking days of the year versus Virginia the, the very following week when Brock Doman was in their quarterback. And, and it so, does. It, so the question, then, the, the question then that I have for you is, yes, is that an extension of – well, all right, I'll just say it. I feel like the offensive, the offensive unit with Malik out there – Yes, they are very apathetic. Yeah, it, it, when juxtaposed against what they did for Brock, do you think that's an extension of 
players being frustrated because it feels like, well, Coach just wants to dial up Malik's number. Hey, you know what? And I'm going to answer that question on the other side of the break because it is the top of the hour. We're going to take this break. I'm going to come back. I'm going to answer Joe's question there. We're going to get into this Louisville basketball thing. Louisville Live is right on the corner. And as always, we will have Lee and Herring joining us at the bottom of hour number two. You are listening to Wake Up 502. Rashawn Myers, Joe Kelly, Ghostbusters. We'll be back. Yes. <laughs> One of the best jams, uh, you know, uh, of the era. Like Bobby, Bobby B was was killing it at that time. Like man, it's like don't even get me started on New Jack Swing. <laughs> like that that was that was such an era. Oh, absolutely! All the Teddy Jam, uh, you know, all of that, uh, everything coming out there, New Jack City. Like <laughs> the just the, the, the it was a whole vibe as uh, you know hey, the people man. used to say. They don't really say that no more. <laughs> Look, one of the things that that I will say on behalf of my delegation. Yes, sir. <laughs> but I I know like I, there 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 are levels of Caucasian, <laughs> and uh, I know where you are on the bar. If you know Keith Sweat from Twisted, <laughs> if that's your if that's your introduction to Keith Sweat, and when somebody mentions him, when you go, oh yeah, Twisted, they're like, ah, oh, yep, you're white, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. It's okay, you know, we all got a got a place and 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 a and a, and a role to play in life, but like that's that was your intro to Keith Sweat, really? Okay. Cool. Yeah. Glad I had friends. (laughs) (laughs) Right. We heard Twisted and was like, oh, he's doing something different now. Hmm. (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. Absolutely. Now you're right. <laughs> but I know it was a. It, that was a. You know that that early '90s. You know the the end of the, oh, the end of the '80s, early '90s. Man, vibe was was. Man, crazy. Bobby Brown out there. Bobby Brown was on a whole nother level. Yeah. People don't realize that. And they, I think Bobby Brown has been relegated to a pop culture icon who was Whitney's husband. Yeah, and yeah, it became more of the sideshow. Yeah, it became more of the sideshow. Yeah, a lot of people really view Bobby Brown as a cokehead that was married to Whitney. And and they view him as, well, that's where Whitney went wrong. Man, I remember people being heated because they were like, seriously, Whitney is our baby, and damn it if she didn't hook up with the quintessential bad boy. Yeah. Because Bobby was running around in those leather pants <laughs> screaming my prerogative. <laughs> like... Hey, real talk. <laughs> hey, Bobby Brown was running was running early '90s R and B. He was right up there with Mike Prince, everybody else. He was right there. That's a dude who he secured the bag. And, and, and Joe, let, <laughs> let, let, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. No problem being the bad boy in leather pants. Ta- talking about bad boys running around in, 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 in leather pants getting in trouble. Jay Hass is on the line. Jay Hass, how you doing this morning? Man, I'm doing great, sir. <laughs> How's it going, Joe? How you doing, sir? I thought that was Tevin Campbell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, back in the day, though, Bobby Brown was cold when I was playing them hits back on uh, another station, though, man. That was back in the day. So there was a lot of jams, man. That was today, the group today. <laughs> I go on and on, you know, by that Bobby Brown, you know. I know, Jay, I, Jay you know, was out there in, in his with his high top fade up there, uh, roughing people up uh, like full force on, <laughs> on, on a house party. <laughs> yeah, you house party references and, and giving kid and play their their shout out <laughs> shout out to uh to the to, to the film class act oh yes yeah that one? oh yeah blake how brown duncan penderhues but how come the villain in that movie looked damn Exactly like Zion. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. The dude they kept that's beating Zion up. Williams yes. Dead. That's hilarious. That's funny. Hey, Jay. What's up, man? I, morning, man, man. I just want to let you know. I, I, you know, I'm so grateful. You know, today is a beautiful Saturday uh, morning, and uh, college. You can just smell the college basketball in the air. And last night. Big Blue Nation, March Madness. I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah, Big man. Blue Madness and, uh, last night, man. Yeah, man, and I can't wait to see how Louisville does what they do next Friday. But mm-hmm. I was, you know, it's kind of funny that that kid uh, signed with with Kentucky yesterday. Yeah, Aaron no Bradshaw. Aaron Bradshaw, yeah. top five player committed. And and I and I was seeing that your boy DJ had a hoodie on. He didn't want to be seen that he was actually there. But uh, yeah, man, Calipari is loaded once again. He's loaded again. But um, but this is this is ongoing. This is another book. It's, 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 this is like a Shirley Temple movie. <laughs> you, you have to get the best of the best. Yeah. If I want an actor to do a role for me, yes, it depends what kind of role it is. I'm gonna go get somebody who who's phenomenal. It might even be the, the late Shirley Temple. 
might be a Denzel Washington, but I'm going to get the best of the best. When you have a, a seven-star program in the country, you've got to roll in the big wheels. Yeah. You have to get these playmakers. Yeah. There's no questions asked, man. And it's, it's, it's awfully a shame that these fans paying all this, patronizing all this money year out, year in, man, to come and see these kids sit in the stands and do whatever, man, and lose. That hurts. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Well, that I, money, that money, plus you got bills, you still got to live, life to live. And, and you know what, Joe? You, I mean, Jay, you say that, and I, I I really and truly think that the struggles of the football team has actually put more pressure on, you know, Kenny Payne and yep. his basketball team to come out and, and have, you know, I don't say you have to have a great season, but I think that, that fans are going to want something to rally around and, and wrap their arms around. You better around. believe it. You yeah. better believe they are straight. So I'm excited to see what, what 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 takes place, you know, with this basketball program, this news decade was take place with Kenny Payne and we already know what the football program's great to do. They 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 barely got over five hundred once again. But um man, I've been waiting on to see some more product, man, develop. Yeah. Uh hopefully that you know, they got a some five star crews coming in next uh Friday night, uh, roll into uh, Louisville, Iowa, Slucker Field, see yeah, what happens. A.J. Johnson will be there. Uh, Elliot Cadeau will be there. That's their the, two big t- top targets um, that will be in there. That you know, A.J. Johnson is already a class of 23 kids, so he'll be joining somewhere next year. And then Elliot Cadeau is a 24 kid who they've talked about reclassifying back to the class of 23. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, that, you're going to have to put your best foot forward next Friday, Slugger Field. Man, you got, well, you got you to put some – you're bringing out Jack, you know, you know, you yeah, know, boy, so he's gonna be there. So you know, he's gonna perform, and you know that, that that's a major catch there. But you got to bring another catch. You got to bring a couple more catches. Yeah. You know, boom. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and sign a lawyer right now. You have to bring somebody in that can trigger these these kids. And say, hey, I'm gonna go ahead and sign so with Kenny Payne okay, program okay, right hold now. Up, hold up, Jay. Who's that? Yeah. Guy? And, and I, I say this as a, as a guy who's not necessarily a fan of Jack Harlow's music, but I support him because he's local. Uh, uh-huh. Who else Who else do you get, though? You know what I mean? Like, if you're an 18-year-old recruit today, it doesn't matter what. I will bring what, in. What I will bring in. This is me. This is me. If I was AD, if I was a head coach AD, had anything to do with it, I'll bring in a big-time movie star. I will bring in. Okay. I will bring in a huge who, NBA who, player. Who's your name? Who's who's huh? your name though? Like who who does who does Louisville attract for that? Mm. I tell you what, man. I mean, Louisville. They better do something quick and immediately. They yeah. capture these kids right now, Rashawn and Joe. Man, you got to bring out the best of the best. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you better roll out. The, you better roll out the, the red carpet. You know, I, I mean, it, it's a good question. I mean, because they, they got to do something. I know that everybody, uh, you know, was so wowed by, um, you know, you, you remember the, during the uh, the summer, L had their recruits in and had all the, the, the sports cars. Remember that with uh, all the Bugattis it, yeah. and Ferraris and all that stuff? They're going to have to do something. No, I, I agree with Jay. You got to do something to put your best before because right now Kentucky is on track to have probably their best recruiting class since Wall and Cousins Ever. or, or, or mm-hmm. you know, Harrison Twins and, and Carl Towns. Like, the, it's literally that type of recruiting class right now is what mm-hmm. UK has. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's time for Kenny Payne to counterattack. I mean, this 
2023 class, they've gotten some nice players so far with Curtis Williams and and uh, you, you know Caleb Glenn uh, and, and those guys. But they're going to need to hit some home runs. Uh, they made the announcement that uh, uh, Jake Weingarten was on uh, last week with Marcus Mabin, and he said that he thinks mm-hmm. that George Washington III, uh, former Cal player um, and uh, Ohio State rec- uh, recruit, they, he thinks that George Washington's going to end up committing to Louisville. That'd be another nice get, but I think that Louisville has to get that elite five-star guy. So, I mean, I think they're just got to pull mm-hmm. out all the stops. I know that um, – Got to you know, pull out that red carpet, man, like Kentucky Derby does. Absolutely. I, and I think that, you know, I don't know if Donovan Mitchell the, – the, the NBA season starts Wednesday. This is one of the issues with having Louisville Live this late. Last year, yep. Louisville Live was the second-to-last week of September. Mm-hmm. But now at the mm-hmm. end of – uh, October, you know, any of your NBA uh, guys who would come out, like Donovan Mitchell, I think was a part of the event last year. Donovan uh, probably uh-huh. won't be able to come since the NBA star- season starts Wednesday. I wouldn't think that he would Correct. be able to travel in. So, um, I don't know. Like, we'll just have to see. Uh, you know, I agree with Jay, though. You just got to get it done. Uh, that, that's the bottom line. Uh, Jay, you got anything else for us? Man, I, I'm going to get off here, man. I appreciate you, Joe, and uh, Rashawn, and, and Haven the third. One of the baddest shows, sports shows in the country, 96.1. Yes, yes sir. Appreciate that, Jay. Uh, Jay, Jay had to Love check you, in. Jay. He's nervous about the – hey, but let me tell you something. Louisville fans can sit there and act like they got all the bravado and Kenny Payne won them games and all that stuff. They see what's going on in Lexington. That's one thing about being a Louisville fan. And I understand Kenny Payne came out this week trying to sing this kumbaya. I just want everybody to share candy and we can cheer for Louisville and cheer for Kentucky and all that. Um, but Louisville fans are watching everything that's going on in Lexington, and they've noticed the step up. When you talk about since Kenny Payne took the job, UK has had Robert Dillingham, the the number two point guard in the class. They've gotten yep. Uh, you know the the, the rest of, of those guys, including Aaron Bradshaw. Like they have a all star studded. There, there's and and so Louisville far. fans, sir, you're sitting back just waiting for DJ to to commit. To Kentucky at this point, yeah. I feel like, yeah, it's imminent. Like it's no it's longer the. You feel like we had, we, we've got him. It's now a. He's going to announce he's going to Kentucky, huh? Yeah, I mean, and at that point, like, I don't care about all the – this is, you know, like I, I said it before Kenny Payne ever got the job, dependent upon how this recruiting thing goes because, you know, as I've said, you know, recruiting is a fickle thing. You never know what, you know, 17-, 18-year-old kids are going to do. And, you know, dependent upon how that goes, because Kenny Payne was brought in as kind of the quote-unquote recruiter guy, I said, you know, a lot of the honeymoon period and the bloom could be off the rose before he ever cuts, uh, coaches a game for the simple fact that – there was so much um, emphasis put into this DJ Wagner, Aaron Bradshaw group. And now you fast forward six months, seven months almost, Aaron Bradshaw just committed to UK. And now it's looking like DJ Wagner is going to commit to UK. Now, AJ Johnson is your saving grace. That is your, right. uh, you know, your golden parachute. That is the, the opportunity to be able to at least say, okay, I know we didn't get DJ, but we got this guy who's considered maybe the best long-term project, uh, prospect in the class. Um, so, you know, you can hang your hat on that, but it makes A.J. Johnson a must-have and a must-get for Louisville. And I think that's where Kenny and it also, is. it also puts incredible pressure on that kid because I love our fan base. I love them. But we're irrational. Yeah. And 
nobody wants to hear that that noise. Yeah. When you when you were talking about we're recruiting the most highly anticipated high school prospect, you know, since LeBron, whatever whatever accolades you want to give uh, DJ Wagner, right, wrong, or indifferent, they're coming. Yeah. And it, man. It's it's kind of like like being the coach that replaces a Hall of Famer. You don't ever want to be the next guy. You want to be the guy after the guy. Absolutely. I feel awful. <clears throat> and the ghost of Wayne Blackshear is is crying out right now, going, "Louisville fans, don't do this. Don't don't do that to that young man. It's not fair." Yeah, I, we will I, but, have expectations of him that are not fair. But Joe, let me tell you something. You know why? Because we've missed the last two NCAA tournaments. We are uh, we have I A R P fatigue at this point. You know, it's been uh, what almost six years since the start of the We Have Your Playbook FBI investigation that cost Rick Pitino his job, and, and I think that we are starving for something good to happen. So I, I think that unrealistic expectations are going to be placed on Kenny Payne. They're going to be placed on all these recruits that you know like it's it is we want something to be able to cheer about and feel good about so i mean a fair unfair yeah. or indifferent kenny payne can can push down and, and try to manage expectations but let me tell you something man if we go out there and get blown out by some team on a wednesday night that's you know not that great <laughs> You, there's not going to be, yeah. oh, well, it's okay. Like, it's not. Like, I already understand what it's going to be like. People's going to be like, what's wrong? Did That's an ass whooping from NC State. And yeah. then come talk to me. Right, right. Like, <laughs> it's, it's not going to be a measured ugly. response. It's not. Like, it's it's just not. Uh, you know, and, and I think, I hope that Kenny is ready for that because you can, everything is good before the bullets become live. Like Mike Tyson say, everybody has a plan before they get hit. So it all the kumbaya and all the we should cheer for Louisville and Kentucky and all that stuff plays right now because everybody's still wrapped in nostalgia. Everybody is still in that honeymoon phase. But once games get off and live bullets start flying – they're going to be expected to perform like, you know, like one of the things that really stood out to me when they interviewed Kenny Payne, uh, you know, Drew Diener asked Kenny Payne. um, You know, besides Ellis, who are the other guys that can handle the ball? You know who was the first name to come out of Kenny Payne's mouth, Joe? <laughs> Jalen Withers. Jalen yeah, Withers. He's putting a lot on Jalen. <laughs> like, when I'm talking There's... about other ball handlers, I would have thought that he would have come out with Hersey Miller or Fabio Basile. <laughs> the first guy that came out of his mouth was Jalen Withers. I don't know if that's a yep. good thing or not. Like, because the, my, my uh, impressions of Jalen Withers over the last two seasons have been every time the brother got the ball outside of eight feet, he ended up dribbling the ball off his foot, kicking it out of bounds, <laughs> or, or turning right. it over. You know, like I like it's one of those things where I hope Kenny is. You know, I hope he's right. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> you know. Hold up, hold up. Let, let's just let's not leave with Jalen Withers I'm out sorry. there. Yes, sir. Like, man, nobody on this radio program, Rashawn Myers, I can speak on his behalf and say this. Yes, sir. The man is, you are not cheering against Kenny. No. <laughs> like, at all. No. 
I'm not cheering against Kenny Payne. Like I love Kenny Jesus Payne. Christ, I, I love people. the whole staff. I, I, yeah, I love Louisville. I want but, but, them to you know, succeed. Absolutely. I if if uh, uh, what, what's the old saying, man? About you know, high tide raises all ships. Yeah. Um, I want him to. I want him to be so successful. But there are things like that, <laughs> and it there are question you. marks on the depth chart that you'd be an idiot, and you're totally just drinking Kool-Aid at that point if if you don't say, wait a minute, this smells funny. Yeah, you know? Absolutely. Um, nobody here, to, to people listening, nobody here wants to. Kenny to be anything but a 10-time national champion. Like, I want him to be so successful he just retires from coaching because it's not a challenge anymore. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. I mean, you know, like that, that, that's um, where we're at. I mean, I, I, look, it's, it's definitely not cheering for him, but like I said, the, the biggest issue, and, and we understand how it's going to be because Kenny is a, is a, he is a Louisville guy. He is a, he is a son, favorite son of Louisville. He won a national championship. He was a Denny Crum guy. So he's not being covered by most media, and he's not being looked at by most fans the way um, most are. Okay, and he's not being covered. Like when when I speak of Kenny Payne, I am treating him like the new basketball coach at the University of Louisville. Okay, I'm not looking at him like he's my cousin, like he's my brother, like he's my friend. So I'm just gonna hype him up. I'm not Marcus Maben. I'm not Steve Rummage. I love those guys, but I understand why Marcus does that. Marcus is an alumni of the University of Louisville. He was a Cardinal. That's his brother. So he's, he's doing he's what he's supposed to do. Part of a fraternity. That, yes, he's part of a fraternity that that you and I are not part of. And, and as I've said, that's not and a knock on him. I, that's not. I'm not shouting him out. I'm not trying to sneak diss or, or hate. Like that's the truth, and I understand why he's doing. It. That's his brother. That's what he's supposed to do. But I'm not that. Again, I'm not his brother. It's a fraternity. It's a fraternity. Yes. It's it's different. You know, and that's it's and that's a fair. different relationship. But like me, I'm yeah, covering, absolutely. It should be. I am covering because I am not because you know if you listen to Mark and Steve, they always say we're this is a fan driven show. We are fans of the pro- program. I am a fan of the University of Louisville as well. But guess what? I cover the team as a journalist and a media guy in the city of Louisville, covering the Louisville basketball team. That's how I cover it. Because I never want to get so jaded objective that I'm telling people blowing smoke because it makes Louisville look good. I want to keep it real, and I ask real questions. That's always been my only objective, you know. And, and, and when I do that, and I see what's going on, I have questions. And when you talk about the fact that Louisville basically turned away a guy like Nigel Pack, transferred from Kansas State, that ended up at Miami, they turned away a guy in Malachi Smith, um, you know, who ended up at Gonzaga. They turned away a guy um, like uh, Tyrese Hunter that ended up at Texas. You're talking about that's three of the top five transfers in the in the transfer portal this past year okay and they all went other places uh mainly because of nil okay that they got the bag and louisville didn't want to talk about the bag and and when i see the comments from dj wagner that talks about how important nil and that discussion was for them to get ready and prepare for the next level and then i hear kenny payne say he doesn't want to talk with kids about nil and he's not going to discuss it that worries me joe it worries me. I mean, I mean, so, everything so, has been in the upside down, it feels like, for years now. Yeah. But 
there is nothing more upside down to me as a fan of this program and as somebody who is privileged enough, you know, to to get access that you know, you know, you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah, it's it's different. It's it's a different level of fandom. It's different opportunities. Rashawn, I find myself sitting at, at at dinners and going to events and just saying, "Man, don't screw this up. Don't <laughs> say it. Don't don't yeah, just don't, don't talk say about it. it. Just don't talk about it." But. Damn it, man. Like, somebody explained to me how we got Cal's master recruiter. You know, that's what, that's what Kenny was, was – that, that was his big – everybody said, this is our guy. Not only is he, is he a cardinal, but he's Cal's recruiting ace. And we're like, hot damn. Now the NCAA allows NIL. Y'all got mad at us because we got caught cheating. Now you're making cheating illegal. Oh, hell yes. Let's go run the jewels. And to see or to hear Kenny say, I'm not interested in NIL. I'm pitching the recruit to kids about the NBA. And you're like, what? Meanwhile, Ned Flanders is trying to keep his damn job. So he's like, screw it, man. Let him eat fried chicken out of out of football helmets on Bowman Field driving Maseratis. I don't care. It's so weird to me that Satterfield is embracing NIL. And I'll say it again, even on a damn bye week. This recruiting class has nothing to do with Scott Satterfield. It has everything to do with UofL's NIL department. Athletic department is crushing it. And if you need any further proof than how hard are they working, well, they got the number one high school running back from the state of Texas to verbally commit. That's how hard the NIL is working at UofL. And that department is working hand-in-hand with NIL deals. So to hear the basketball coach say, yeah, I'm not interested, it's, it's a WTF moment. Uh, yep, playing that Bobby Brown in the background.
Welcome back. Welcome back to Wake Up 502. Y'all know what that music means. This is uh, Wake Up 502 with Sean Myers, Big X Sports Radio. But before we get to Leanne Herring with her amazing picks for this week, um, I did want to go ahead and get the the, the texter uh, out of the way. Um, he texted in 414-1450, the Thornton's text line. Make sure you check out any of the 68,723 Local Thornton's locations here in Louisville for all the best in gas, food, and slushies. All right. Uh, Texter says, uh, main event, Wake Up 502, the culture. What do you th- think the Cards fans should expect at next week's Louisville Live? And also, what do you think of UK's Midnight Madness? Bradshaw committing and uh, you know thinking that DJ will join him at uh, UK as well. And I will say this. And Texture also said, by the way, Joe, he said he wants to bring uh, Lonnie Ali and the Ali family to Louisville Live. That's what he would do to, to, to do yes. something. I, I totally agree That's with that. What... Anytime you can get Lonnie, Layla, you know, and the Ali family involved, that definitely speaks huge volumes. And, and you asked what, uh, what I expect. Ali... I, I, you know, I expect oh, the show. Do you agree? All I'm going to say is open invite, man. The Ali family should be honored every time they grace us with their presence. Agreed. Like, it's never too late to quit being a jerk. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a a big proponent of that. You can get right. You can make amends. Yes. 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 Yeah, man. I'll, I'll... I don't know what, what what y'all need me to do, man. I'll pick them up at at, at the airport, named after their dad. Absolutely, absolutely. Br- bring the family. You got to lean into you know anything Ali related is 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 big time, and I I totally agree with that. Layla Ali was an absolute hit, and Louisville beat Florida State when she came in and guest hosted on game day. So you beat know that ass. <laughs> so beat it, it, that. It, Ass. If that's a good luck charm and Louisville can find a way to get some of these recruits committed, I am all for it. Uh, for for it, absolutely. But Leanne, uh, good morning. How are you doing? Uh, and are you ready for some football? I am definitely ready for some football. It's good to be back on the show. I know you had a nice little mini vacation. I'm hoping the Revs get a good bowl game so I can so I can maybe get a good va- uh, you know mini vacation myself. But you know, football season full swing. I uh, was hearing y'all's recruiting. You know, recruiting talk, I mean, these games are, are not just about X's and O's and putting numbers on. It's about building, you know. And a lot of these games we're going to see these we- this week, and I know Louisville's off, but, I mean, they're going to be hosting a lot of big-time recruits, especially those 2023 class guys that are, you know, on the fence. So they want to see wins tonight and, you know, and, and today. So it's going to be a big stage, you know, not just for the teams to put up some W's, but on the recruiting trail. Yeah, so, hey, hey, and I tell you what, Leanne, what, one recruit that, that you've been following and we have been following, uh, you know, of course, the Joe. Joe mentioned in uh, the last segment that, you know, University of Louisville, you know, in hand and in part with the, the great NIL department Louisville has was Reuben Owens. And, and Reuben Owens, so I believe he's played six games this year. He has like 1,400 yards and 18 touchdowns. <laughs> Something just ridiculous. They, I mean, they call him they call him the black unicorn for a reason. I mean, from, from his, you know, he's got an older brother. I mean, the, the, the family has just got DNA. But some of the most humble, hardworking kids you're ever going to meet. I know you meet a lot of five-star kids. But the kid, I mean, is just insane. Amazing. It's just like he 
can, I mean, when he gets the ball and he touches it, I mean, it's just, it's magic. I mean, he lives up to his name. He's as advertised. But like I said, he's one of the most humble five stars you're ever going to, yeah. uh, you know, get. And, you know, Ole Miss was looking at him right when he de- decommitted from Texas. I mean, everybody, I'm sure, was knocking on the door, texting Ruben, texting his daddy, texting the extended family to try to get in that door because, I mean, he's just a talented you know, kid, but he's also the kind of kid you want to bring on your team because he brings a lot of big time playmakers as well. You Absolutely. know, and I think I think a lot of people were surprised, but you know, y'all hit the nail on the head saying, you know, it's about the coaches and recruiting, but it there's a lot of lot of underground work that yes. goes on to getting players like like Ruben Owens and you know just the talented kids, you know, to a program. And, and Louisville has done an excellent job on that, especially in football. I mean, you expect it in basketball in the right. state of Kentucky in general right. whether you're you know whether you're a card or whether you're a cat you know that basketball when it comes to recruiting is going to it's at a whole nother level it's elite and everything but I know I know now with football being you know more of a thing in Kentucky and that and with NIL it's just really changed the game and and kudos to Louisville recruiting department because they really have played a hand in in getting not just kids like Ruben Owens Matt and Sanker another talented you yes. know uh, uh uh, lineman yeah. that was excellent. We were looking at him at Ole Miss as well, you know. So it just speaks a lot of what they're doing. And a lot of these big time recruits, you know, they want it that, you know, it's not that they don't have offers from other big SEC programs, but, you know, they want to go where they can make an instant impact and where they're going to do it. And, and a place like Louisville is a perfect place. Uh, for kids like Ruben Owens and these star kids because they can go in and they can make a change like that because wherever they're going to go, they're going to make an impact if they start. Yeah. They just have that much talent, and they just adapt and adjust real well. Oh, I, I totally agree, and I would never – Try to uh, hearken anybody to be, uh, you know, to, to Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson is the most amazing athlete I've ever seen. But let me tell you something. When I look at Ruben Owens and a kid, his size, his strength level, but his ability to cut and you know get to top gear is absolutely amazing. It gives you Bo Jackson esque um, chills watching him run the football because I don't know how somebody that big moves that fast. It's amazing. When, I'm, exactly, I'm, I'm and when you see him, when you see him on tape, it's magic. <laughs> but when you see him in the in the flesh, you're oh, just I like, can't even what? <laughs> what just happened? So, uh, Louisville, Louisville, maybe on a little bit, but I tell you. Just wait on this kid. Wait on who the kids that he's bringing because I, I imagine he's going to bring some more kids with him closer to signing day. I think Louisville's going to be a real big surprise um, with this twenty three class, and they ha- and y'all have a lot to get excited about with this hear. upcoming recruiting class. And, and Joe, what were you going to say? No, I, I was saying I've watched his tape, and yeah, what you just said. That's why I don't comment on him because I'm like. I, you know, you see kids in high school that look man amongst boys. Yeah. Um, anybody who watched uh, Derrick Henry, yes, play play high school football knows like it's sometimes same it's thing. Just not fair. That's what you see out of him. Where you go, this is a foregone conclusion. Like some kids, you say maybe it doesn't translate. This one, it's it's a no brainer. It's a it definitely translates. Yeah, exactly. Miss. You know, he's wherever you put him, yeah. wherever you put him. And that's the thing I tell people about a lot of five-star kids, especially in Texas. You really got to put them in the right college program yes. because they're so hot. Yes. They're so well coached, but they don't adjust very well. You got to mm-hmm. put them in the right offense, the right defense. You know, you got to put them for them to really – 
keep that five-star caliber. This kid, you can put him in the AC, you put SC, hell, you could put him in, in Central Michigan, and he's going to make, he's just, he's going to adapt and just to whatever's thrown at him. He's just that good and that talented. Absolutely. No, I, I totally Absolutely. agree. But, but I, let me tell you and, something. And to your point, Leanne, uh, 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 Go ahead, Joe. about taking, taking kids from high school and, and, how well they're coached in certain states. Um, high school football in Texas is college football in Kentucky. Yeah, I know that hurts feelings here, but but it's it's the truth. Uh, so a lot of times, kids, even if they are five star recruits, they are. I hate to use the term, but they're a product of the system. You have to you have to to put them in another system similar and they'll have success i think Ruben yeah no no doubt i 100 agree on that any situation yeah and you can put him in any any offense i think you could put him behind the, the baltimore sick. ravens offensive line tomorrow and i think he would have success that's how physically dominant that kid is yes. i think that he could go to nfl field and and find success Immediately, <laughs> like he's just he's he's yeah. amazing. But I tell you what, let's go ahead and get into these games. We got about eh, about fourteen minutes left, so I want to get as many of these uh, Leanne's thoughts on as many of these games as we can. Hey, so, Leanne, Leanne, are we gonna get a, are we gonna get another drive by shot at Tennessee? Man, oh goodness, yeah. uh, this <laughs> this game. I I never thought that I'd be talking. Uh, highly about Tennessee in this position. I mean, not just in the SEC East, but I mean, they're in a, they're in number six right now, sitting at, at a real good spot to hit this playoff run. If they hit with Alabama, I mean, the way the Tennessee schedule falls and right now, how they're standing in the East, you, uh, Georgia, of course, and Tennessee, the only remain undefeated in the SEC East. I mean, yeah. that's very well be the SEC, chan- SEC East, you know, conference playoff right there. Uh, because the other guys under them are four and two, and you know we—I mean, they're not going. I mean, somebody's going to lose today in Knoxville. It's going to be Alabama. It's going to lose Tennessee. Somebody's going to be no longer undefeated, you know. And Vandy, we saw how they played against Ole Miss, you know. And UGA, you can't take a team like Vandy lightly. I know that that sounds like what, but they are just one of those teams that they just come and they play, and they're going to keep it close to you. And yeah. when they're on, they're going to give you a run. You know, they may not be as talented as far as their, you know, what depth they bring, but you know, they—they're ready to play spoiler and they're ready to do it on the road at UGA just like Alabama Tennessee so let's talk some games and and what are we thinking what's the first game we're we're, we're gonna hit real quick well I tell you what since we're already talking about Alabama Tennessee Alabama is a nine-point favorite they're laying nine going on the road to Tennessee so Tennessee's getting nine points at home Um, what what do you think about that one since we're already talking about it I think Tennessee is on a really good stage right now. If Tennessee was ever going to pull an upset right here, it could be in Alabama. Uh, you know, there's question about Bryce Young. They're saying that, you know, it's going to be a pregame decision. He has practiced a little bit, you know, but it's still going to be a pregame decision. Whether Bryce comes back or not, you know, we still have to understand he's not 100% recovered. There's, you know, they're trying to play it off that maybe it's not as bad. He hasn't played in a couple weeks. You know, he's coming back in, into a very intense game. Not that he's not capable of it, but I think Tennessee really 
realizes that this is not just about the, putting themselves in a position in the SEC, but also putting themselves, you know, in, in the national picture. And this has not been the case at Tennessee for a long time. So I really like Tennessee. Um, you know, early in the week, the line has really moved. I think it was starting out almost at seven and a half points and it's jumping to nine already. Wow. So I'm going to take Tennessee. I'm going to take Tennessee, you know, Tennessee on this one to cover. I like the under in this. I think last under I had was at 65. I just think, but I think Tennessee is going to really control the clock. I don't see this being a high scoring game because the way the schedules are going to play out. I think, you know, we're getting a lot of points on this Georgia game, this Alabama Tennessee game. I just don't see it going that high score just because the, between, you know, Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee, you know, and some of the dark horses, they're not letting, trying to let anybody creep up into the SEC East and SEC West. They're trying to close the gap. And, and for Alabama, they're going to have to keep rolling. And the same thing with the UGA. And Tennessee sits right in the middle of, of spoiling not just Alabama's run, you know, if, if they were to, if UGA were to get, you know, there's a lot of, the, these, the, those two matchups in the SEC really could change the scope of, of the big picture this week. So I like Tennessee in this one. I think Tennessee covers. I think they're very in a very good position, I hate to say it, to pull up the upset if Alabama and Bryce Bryce Young don't get you know rolling today. Yeah, so it's a good question. I, I I totally agree with you. Nine points is a lot a lot on the road, um, especially with Bryce Young, a kind of a game time decision, and the fact that Alabama has had some shaky moments so far this year. So yeah, give me Tennessee. Give me those nine points, Joe. What do you think? I don't trust Knoxville. Uh, roll Tide. Oh, that's I, fair. I think they're going to cover. That's fair. That's right. Hey, I, so. I, I say that because. For all the insight Leanne just gave us, um, and and brilliant analysis, you're still saving. I'm just going to go back to <laughs> Nick Saban. I think and, we're going to see more, and and I could I could see it that way because I think we're going to see Nick Saban if Bryce Young plays. I don't think I think he's Nick Saban is going to go conservative today, and he's going to rely heavy on the run game, and yeah. he's just going to do it old fat. We're going to see vintage Nick Saban. Control the clock, okay. you know, and just and just keep rock it fight, tight and just rock you know rock it down, way. rock ten, wear Tennessee, wear that secondary down for Tennessee. I like it, I like it. Hey, let's go ahead, go I, to the noon, the noon Big Ten tip. Uh, we got Penn State on the road at Michigan. Michigan is a seven point favorite. They're laying seven. Um, Michigan seven point favorite. Um, what what are you liking with this one? Man, this is going to be another gritty one. I mean, Penn State's trying to, you know, still continue to prove itself. You, like I said, you never know what you're going to get, but they're playing well. I mean, they're sitting at number 10. Michigan's at number 5. Both these teams undefeated. Again, somebody's going to leave Ann Arbor not defeated anymore. We're slowly going to see everybody drop in life prize. I feel like Penn State's really going to have to control this ball game early, and they're going to have to they're going to have to find a way to shut down, you know, shut down Michigan, Michigan State earlier. It's pretty cut and dry. You, this game could go – could go either way. I mean, you got you got. Oh, uh, like I said, this is cut and dry for me. This is an old fashioned blue collar Midwest showdown in the Big Ten, and that's what it's going to be. It could go either way. I like Penn State to cover in this one, but they're going to have to buckle down. They're going to really have to um, not make small. They're going to have to really pay attention to details against Michigan because, like I said, Michigan and Ann Arbor. You got that feel. You got that atmosphere. They're going to have to shut down Michigan quick and fast and early and keep it consistent and just control this game early if they're going to stay in it. But I think Penn, Penn State's going to hang with them at seven points. 
Okay. Um, I, I'm going to actually take Michigan in this one. And the reason being, Penn State should have lost to Purdue the first week of the season. Um, that was a completely inexplicable loss because Jeff Brown decided he didn't want to run the ball. And since then, Penn State has played pretty much nobody uh, of account. They did win on the road at Auburn, but Auburn is god-awful this year. Um, so until they prove to me that they are real, like I feel like that, that number 10 rating is just because they're in the Big Ten and they had to rate somebody. Um, so i got to see it to believe it. Uh, give me Michigan. I'm laying the seven, uh, and I'm just going to roll with that. Joe, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, short term, I feel like this is Midwest dude's moment. Like, this is their Saturday to feel like they're relevant. Yeah, we still haven't given out Halloween candy to children. Uh, Big Ten hopes are still alive, I guess. Yeah. I'm taking Michigan. This game doesn't mean anything long term, though. Yeah, like neither of, they're they're both paper tigers. That's fair. It, it, to to your point about like, well, they got to rank somebody. Cool. Rankings mean nothing in October. <laughs> nothing to me. I've learned that as a, as a stubborn U of L fan. Yeah, this uh, is this is going to be separation did, Saturday. I think that this that there's a lot of games on here that's going to show kind of start to show who the contenders are and who the pretenders are. Look, man, exactly. you really exactly. don't know college football. And if you haven't given out Halloween candy yet, college football is still like, well, it's crapshoot. Yeah. It's cute. No. This is fun. That's fair. We're in it. That's Penn State right now. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, UK figured it out last week. <laughs> like you know, like they, yep. they, they, they let go of the rope, and now they're sitting there in a possible free fall. We're going to get to that game as well. But let's go ahead and go to the Big Twelve. Um, we got Kansas on the road at Oklahoma. Oklahoma has not looked good this year. Brett Venables, uh, you know, a career as a head football coach is not off to a great start uh, there in Norman. Uh, Kansas has has been better than advertised, but Oklahoma is still a ten point favorite at home uh leanne what, what, what are you thinking about that one Un, unranked and horribly playing oklahoma still gets 10 points at home versus kansas exactly it's kind of like oklahoma's like what you know like the sec when we weren't sure about how tennessee was going to do but tennessee's actually kind of proven a little <laughs> bit better than oklahoma and you're right you know i think uh, i think everyone was hoping that dylan gabriel he, he was going to click there was going to be some kind of re you know you know revival down in norman when you know Lincoln took off to USC, took that whole crew with him. It, you know, they thought that it, they were going to be able to, you know, stick it to him. Well, unfortunately, the Sooners haven't been able to do it. They've come up really short. And, and not just to mention on the offense not being able to operate, but their defense has really struggled. I mean, the the amount of yards they gave up, not just to Texas, but also what they gave up to TCU. I think I had it at 660, you wow. know, a massive amount, Good you know, for both of us. There's just nothing that's impressed me about the Sooners. I don't see this glimmer of hope. Now, everything over in Kansas has been clicking real well. Surprisingly, um, Kansas, you know, really stepping up in a long time that they have it. You know, their quarterback, we're not sure if their starting quarterback's going to be available. But if anybody hasn't taken a look at their backup quarterback, um, you know, Bean, he's been really impressive. He's also, you know, a veteran starter from the previous season. So he's got experience in a big game like this. And let's talk about Lonnie Phelps, their defensive end. So Kansas just has, has been firing mm-hmm. consistently on all cylinders coming into this game. So I'm going to take Kansas hands down, even if they're the underdog. I think they're on the road. 
the way Oklahoma's playing, I just don't think that Oklahoma has clicked uh, like they would, not just on offense and defense. And I think all the cylinders, Kansas is clicking on defense and offense enough to take OU, make the upset down in Norman. So I'm going to take Kansas to cover and to up, upset in Oklahoma today. Yeah, t- 10 points is too much for me. Uh, give me Kansas, and I'll take those 10 points. Joe, what do you think? Yeah, take the stickers off the helmets. This is like, seriously, that is just name bias. Yeah. That Oklahoma is favorite. <laughs> take the helmet, take the stickers <laughs> off and the, the colors helmet, off man. the jerseys. Yeah. Yeah, man. Rock Chalk Jayhawk all the way. There you go. Get it, baby. All right. We got about, we got about three minutes. So let's go speed round through the rest of these um, uh, so we can get them in. I, of course, got to get to the Kentucky Mississippi State game. Mississippi State, three and a half point favorite uh, on the road at UK. UK is floundering. Will Levis should be back this week. Uh, Mississippi State, um, you know, right on time. Mike Leach is killing it. Uh, what are you thinking with this one, Leanne? This is a toss-up for me. I haven't, you know, both these teams are, are doing, they, they do, they're consistently good at what they do. Either they're going to be real good or they're just going to be, but like you said, Mike Leach, the Pirate, coming right on time. Uh, their quarterback, Will Rogers, is one of the most underrated quarterbacks, you know, not just in the SEC, in the country, you know, and then Will Levis is supposed to return. Is Will Levis going to click? We all know that Levis is a solid quarterback, but is he going to click? We ha- we thought that the run game was going to click for Kentucky by now, but it hasn't with the return of Chris Rodriguez. You know, so I'm kind of in here. I'm going to take Mississippi State to win this one on the money line. Um, I'm not sure how UK is going to play. Like I just don't know how Levis is going to show up. I don't know if it's going to be enough. It's a defense. There's just been a lot of mistakes that the Cats have made and not being able to see a consistent pattern. I just feel like Mike Leach is coming in in Mike Leach time. Like you said, he's coming right in on time. Rodgers has been doing real well and consistent. You know, he's kept it real clean on his in his game on the offense. And I just feel like Mississippi State's going to edge edge out on this one. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you give me mississippi state i'll i'll lay the three and a half uh give me the dogs uh what do you think joe hey man as a graduate of hal mummy's air raid camp uh as an eighth grader and i got to spend my time with mike leach who was an unknown coordinator for hal mummy at the time mm-hmm. and the man granted me an an interview on on air where he discussed mascots and why a bird with teeth is awesome. <laughs> I don't ride against the pirate. That's Come fair. on, man. <laughs> Fling it. Playing it all day. I, I love it. Well, I, a lot of people don't realize that Mike Leach has a law degree, so he's very like he just his mind when it comes to just the we things did. that you hear him talk during <laughs> interviews. You're like, where did that come from? He's a you character. know, but you don't go against the pirate. He's coming right on time. <laughs> hey, I tell we you had, what, we, I, I, seriously, I, we we left that camp, and my dad said. <laughs> That man's brilliant, but he'll never be a head coach at a, at a program that's established because he's too goofy. <laughs> that was my dad. Yeah, take it, 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 like it takes a whole other breed. It takes a whole ago. whole different breed to work with Leach. Brilliant, nice. but yeah, like you said, there's a mess of madness to it, him. It's hilarious. Well, I tell you what, y'all, we are <laughs> out of time. Uh, Leanne, I appreciate you as always. Make sure I'm gonna tweet out and, and retweet everything you got going on. But Leanne, Joe. I appreciate you guys. You have been listening to Wake Up 502, and we will be back next week. Big X Sports Radio. Last one in. Take Oklahoma. I'm taking Oklahoma State to cover today against TCU. That's that one bonus pick I had to get in. Love it. Y'all have love a good it. game day. Appreciate it. Thanks, Leanne. Mike Gundy's a man, though. <laughs> He's 40. <laughs> 
afraid of no ghosts. 